Hey guys, Wildfire Micro here, and welcome back to the whole Simmons show with Wild, well, Wildfire Micro. <clears throat> the last episode was a collab special with Hoppy's 75, one of, the one, one of my Wonder Royal teammates. And since I'm quarantining right now due to possibly having COVID, we haven't, haven't got a test yet, but we're just waiting and seeing how I feel before I get any kind of tests. But anyways, because one of my co-workers, hey, ladies, we're going to go over a few things been going on since the last time I recorded this. Today is Friday. Um, let me check the calendar real quick. The cal- <laughs> Friday, February, February 5th. So, yeah, it's just after that DSFL stem. Today in our ISFL stem happens. Oh my gosh. Sorry, it's just my my folks are talking in the background. Don't don't worry about it, but the ISFL stem their ISFL stem's gonna happen, but I'm so bored that Sexus record before that happens. So anyways, yeah, I hope you all will enjoy this episode. So let's start with some of the London Boyles um Days. So, last three games were we went one and two in the last three games. We're two and two so far in the season. Sorry, the burp. We got my lead, lead home. Yeah, two and two. Same record at the at the Yotes. The the Kansas City Coyotes have had a good bounce back year. They've been the Sea Wolves and the 0-4 Ducks. That's him. But both of those teams are 0-4, so I'm not sure sort of how impressive the victories are. Sorry, Kansas City. But hey, you almost beat Port- Portland. So that was really good. But yeah, it's... No, not Kansas City. We're going to London. We, um, we got shut out against the Luchadors, which sucked. But... It's still a growing and evolving offense, and I think that game was just a cataclysm of mistakes from all of us. So, what are you going to do? Plus, I got open and kept dropping passes. Let me tell you, see, my player kept getting open and kept dropping passes that were coming to her, so that sucked. But yeah, then we lost to... Did one of those rare losses to Dallas Bird Dogs, 20-10, which sucked too. I didn't actually see that game, so I'm going to go over some of the stats here. Um, only one of us to um, get a touchdown is Makota Mahai. I'm not sure who that is. If you're, I'm probably, someone probably just got mad that I'm not sure who you are, but I'm sorry. But... My player led the way in catching that game with five catches for 53 yards. My longest going for 18. No touchdowns, though. Mahai, I'm sorry, I can't pronounce that name, um, caught a touchdown. He went four for 25 yards. His longest was eight yards, so I think, yeah, with the touchdown pass. All right. Then Nets is the big game win against the Portland Python, 16 to 14. What a hell of a win that was for us. We needed that badly because we were just 
going on a little bit of a skid. Let me go over the stats on that game. Right there. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. Also, the player of the game is the writers here from Portland, but... I used to really should be the offensive player of the game if we only count um, players from London. If you know what the game itself, what the state itself said. Um, she went, she had six catches for 102 yards for an average of 17 for 24 longest catch and a clutch touchdown near the end. That helped put us up enough. Has been, um, they haven't changed his name to Rainbow Dash yet, but Alistair has been had. She had like a couple kits. I don't know if I say he or she, because I'm not sure if the um, person who owns Dash is male, so it's male or female. You know, I'm just going to say him. He had he a heck of a day punching. Let me see. Yeah. Has been or Dash had seven punts for 321 yards, average punt of 4.9, 4, 45.9. Long is a 54-yard punt and five punts inside the 20. That's what kept us in that game that whole time. I unfortunately wasn't only able to see towards the end of that game because I was at work. So yeah. Has been a rainbow dash, so whatever you want to call yourself. Had a great day. <sighs> Over a hundred more punting yards in York. Not the best day in field goal percentage, but well, see, well, he didn't have to try a field goal. He, he missed an extra point, though. But eh, what are you gonna do? Still, that kept us in the game. We eventually, got the um. Got that lead and held on to it even when they scored uh, a touchdown in the last seconds, but we was covered the onside. So, yeah. Have a good day overall for all of us, and we're proud of our team that day. Defensive player of the game was going smart for one day with five tackles and two sacks. So, yeah. I'm really proud of all of our players that whole game. And let's just see. Now, um, I'm going to go over to the ISFL index real quick. I'm just going to get into my, um, my, into, into my browser and stuff. The waiver right now with the person two Honolulu is surprisingly three and one. Only losing to Liberty. I wonder who they've been so far though. They lost to Liberty, they beat New Orleans, OCO and San Jose, so they've been beating good teams. We just beat them, so that's good. But eh that's they have to face Arizona. That's probably gonna be a hard game. Of course, 4-0 with the Butchers. They beat in the Liberty. Yellow Knife. Baltimore by a lot. They like crushed them utterly. 51-7. And Saratoga. In that really close game where it came down to a couple of turnovers. I watched that game. Poor Fissies. 
The Liberty is two and two. So we have better records than the Yeti and the Salamanders and the Hawks in our division. We, we beat the Honolulu, like I said. We lost to the Butchers in a close game. So I toes out in a close game. And then we beat Baltimore in a game that was closer than it should have been. 35 to 31 off a last, off a near last second touchdown, which I saw that live and I was, he came back from like 17 down. So let me, let me touch that game. From 17 down, which is just freaking insane. A 74 yard touchdown pass from Brock Phoenix to Avon. Yvonne Blotsdale Jr., I think that's how you pronounce his name. Just a hell of a game so far. Getting a hell of a game for the, for the Liberty. Now tonight, they have to face the Salamanders, which I think is a winnable game. But it's going to be a battle between me and Borgo's team. So, right now we're both still in London. So, that's going to be interesting right there. I don't do. I still don't see Liberty making the playoffs, though. Like we just don't have the. We're still going in rebuilding mode, and we lost our only road game. So we won two home games, though. And we also got a better record than New Orleans. Man, the AFC is stacked this year. It's like two two tied teams. In Honolulu and New York in three and one, and then there then Orange County, Austin, San Jose, and Arizona are all on two and two, and New Orleans is one and three. Pre-stacked conference there. Now, before I start going over questions or anything else, I want to go. Recently, I made a really popular. Um, media called how I would build an expansion team talking about how it would build a hypothetical expansion franchise called the Wolverine Spirits but I figured I should at least expand a little bit on what I wasn't able to include in that like for the Twitter I think I it would be either I'm not sure if I could handle do the Twitter because Right now, I don't have. Right now, I need to find my Twitter accounts I made under my phone number and delete them, so I can make more Twitter accounts using that phone number. So Twitter's dumb rules. But the Twitter account would obviously. I'm not sure if we should be like a Dallas Twitter account where make a lot of jokes or something. I don't know. I'm not a Dallas player. But I know that some people talk about how Dallas Twitter can be crazy sometimes. But I think we would just, you know, be a regular Twitter that said GG after our game. And occasionally made jokes about Kentucky and stuff. I don't, But I don't know if I would run the Twitter personally or someone else would. Right now I just don't know. As for Discord locker room, I think I would want to build most of it myself. Like I said, hold on, I gotta find. Like I said, um, in the 
media I want it to be a friendly and easy to navigate place for players coming in. Don't want to make a million useless channels, so I'm so I'll just have like a few mis miscellaneous channels and like a help build help channel that helps people helps like players figure out what they should be doing with their builds and a and like you know the main locker room channel and stuff like that. I'll probably get inspiration from a lot of other Discord locker rooms I have been in before. One thing I do not want to do though is have a private closed locker room because I really want my locker room to be open, friendly, and inviting. And so everyone knows knows they're welcome there even if they aren't, you know, part of the team. Kind of like London, where a lot of people hang out there. So, yeah. As for, I said that the best way I think we can build the team to build for the draft. I think the main reason I said that is because we know people, I mean, the people we draft will become loyal to us if we play our cards right. Not just be players that decide to jump ship. You know, loyal, homegrown talent will help us a lot, along with a few sprinkled-in free agents. But I mostly think building for the draft is the best way to build an expansion franchise. So, yeah. I Also, I don't know if my expansion franchise, the Volvo Spirits, would be sponsored by KFC. I think I'd rather have them sponsored by Jim Bean, since it makes more sense for the media, for the branding they have. Now it's, uh, it's on the survey again, the questions right now, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I have to talk about. I don't think there is, honestly. Let's see, yeah, let's get into these questions real quick. Okay, this one comes from Snowy Dude, he's Cody, my GM in London, and he's Gary Goodman, a, a linebacker in London. <laughs> he actually has one of my favorite GM renders, Whip Stass. He's seen his GM render, you know what I mean. He asks, which team had the best home field in New Sim? I'll tell you one thing, I do not like the colored fields in some of the New Sims because the if not done right, they can look a little tacky. I'm not going to say which ones are my least favorite. Though I do think Kansas City Coyotes feel what's kind of cool to me. Like it's one of the few colored home fields I can tolerate. Thank God though, Chicago didn't go with red for their home field. My eyes would start bleeding. Bleeding red, blood red stuff. Can you tell I never script these things? But anyways, I, I want to say London and Liberty because they're the ones I had the most experience with. Portland has a pretty damn good home field too. They keep it simple. I think that's what I like most. It's when teams keep their home field simple. Don't try to do too much. That's really what I like. 
Chicago's great, you know, what's alright. Like I said, I'm glad they didn't go with, like, blood red for their field. And I'd actually have to, um, see what other fields there are. But that'll probably take way too much time in this video. So, yeah. I mean, this podcast. Alright, this one comes from Uber BJ. Who's your favorite to win the A? SFC, this is going to be a toughie, because, like I said, the ASFC is stacked, I'm going to go back to the index, like, there's so many good teams, I want to say that I like the Silverbats right now, maybe Honolulu, like, I wish that um, Orange County Otters defense was doing better. So I can justify picking them up in fantasy. But they're going to probably be in that mix. Right now it's just. It's going to be really interesting. I can't tell a Pacific favorite right now. Because everyone there is so. Everything is so stacked right now. That it's hard to tell a favorite. Like for the NSFC. Right now, the favorite, the Butchers, followed closely by Yellow Knife, but actually, yeah, followed closely by Yellow Knife, but Butchers offense is just hitting on a whole nother level. They got the best scoring offense and the best scoring defense, yeah, in the league right now, so, yeah. Hold on, I'll wait. Sorry. Right now, man, San Jose has like 93 points for, but they have, wow, 133 points. That's actually se- second worst in the league. So, that's not good. New Orleans has an underrated defense for points against and points for, but they're just kind of unlucky. You only have one win. That's how I see things. It's hard to tell who's going to be the favorite this year because it's everything is so stacked that right now I just don't know who's going to be the big man campus in the ASFC. Try asking me that again later into the season, like when we're nearing the championship talks, then maybe I'll have a clearer answer. Alright, here's some questions for the um, here's some more questions from my other GM, Pat, aka Punter715. Favorite ice cream flavor? That's, that's a toughie. I love all kinds of ice cream. Like, one of my favorites is like, like, um, chocolate chip. Maybe with some caramel in there. Man, that sounds so good. Also, Rocky World. Um, cookies and cream is... Super good. And, um, this doesn't count as ice cream. I know it doesn't, but Sherbert ice cream, I know it technically is an ice cream. It's also really good. But I'm pretty sure it doesn't count. But, you know, that's how it is. Alright, next question. Besides Louisville or Kentucky as a whole, what would be your top choice for a location for a new team? I have a few ideas for that. I mean, a whole media about that, but well, not well. It's more that media is more about ideas for expansion as a whole. But 
I'll give you a few like choices. Like Cleveland, Ohio would be one. The Cleveland Trash Pandas. Just because we don't have a team in Ohio right now. Cleveland the most recognized, probably the most recognizable part of that. Or we could go to like Cincinnati. Not sure who the Cincinnati team would be. Sorry, I tend to get out of breath when I record these. Maybe the Cincinnati Gorilla, but oh wait, New York already had the Gorilla part um, covered. Not sure who the Cincinnati team would be then. Maybe yeah, I went through something with Queen City, but the one that boils is this. I'll probably I'll probably talk to you more about that in the in the Discord, Pat. Another one would always be like Tokyo, Japan. Um, somewhere, so, somewhere probably in Australia, like Sydney. Um, maybe, maybe even as a joke, put a team in Madagascar. But, but yeah, right now, I the, oh yeah, Seattle. I made a team, I put a team name out there called the Seattle Airborne. And Seattle is a big football market, so that might work. Me saying big football market like it really matters ain't thing, but what are you gonna do? Those are currently my choices right now. Alright, final question. How much are you used to feeling about our performance in the young DSFL season? She is over the moon with her performance against Portland and Dallas. Even though Dallas was a loss, he played her heart out the whole game. So that's really good for her. Against Portland, though, she was a major game changer. She is super excited about how she is playing right now. And I hope me and her can get to bigger heights. Right? In fact, I'm going to look up her stats one more time. I keep closing this heart. This heart. The index tab. I'm going to like receiving. Probably should have checked this earlier. Alright, here we are. She's like, um, I can't tell what number down the line. But she has four catches. Wait, no, that's. She had four games, as they say. She has four games, 20 catches. 252 yards, 13.1 average, 24 long, 24 the longest catch with a touchdown. Definitely some people that are higher above her than, that are higher on the um, totem pole than her, but she is, in terms of yards, she at the top um, by receiver in London. <clears throat> right now, I think the favorite to win by receiver of the year Easily Watts, Ken, Kendrick Watts. That person had 434 yards with 23 catches, 18.9 average, 78 long catch with three TDs. Kendrick's going to be a hell of a player for the team that drafted them. And that's <coughs> really good for them. God dang it, this, all this talking is making my throat dry. And trust me, it's not COVID, it's just how my throat is. Talking about makes it dry. But before we end this 
this um podcast. Let's go over the other big media. Well, I say big, it's not that big. The other media I made. The media talking about some of my thoughts, cards. Um, my my most recent memorable card pull was my Chica Fujiwara um captain pull. I said I didn't know how to feel about the fact that I pulled this, but I just don't like the way, don't get me wrong, I have never no problem with the Chica render. Just the way it's kind of rendered in this captain card kind of, kind of um, throws me the wrong way or however it's pronounced. But, and what are you going to do? I'll throw my Videl Sand card, which I only have like a regular card for. My, my, the first like um, really good card I pulled, my Prince Vegeta OCO card. My Wolfie McDummy Blue. I always saw a Sapphire card. One of my favorite cards. Then I have talked to one thing. So, sorry, I was kind of stuttering. Two of the two cards I was very happy to talk about were my two Hall of Fame cards Alexander Lee Claire and Jonathan Saints. Very, very lucky to pull those two. Let me just check something real quick. Alright, I think. But I think that's going to do it for this podcast. My solo podcast will be like shorter than my um, collabs. Because with solo I have to come up with stuff. I I have to come up with stuff to talk about on my own. But this has been Wildfire Michael. You've been listening to the Wholesome and So episode number 5. I believe you got number 5. Thank you guys for watching. I will upload this next week. And I'll see you all on the field. Bye-bye.